0: Hello and welcome to 15 Minutes to Change the World, where in 15 minutes or less you'll learn a bit more about the world and how you can help change it for the better. My name is Lema El Safi, and I'm host of this podcast. In this episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World, we're talking about working in nonprofits, how to get started if you're looking to make a shift in your career, some industry trends, challenges, opportunities, and much more. Our guest today is Mary Barrow, who's the VP of Media Affairs and General Counsel at Charity Village, the top Canadian source for Canadian nonprofit news, jobs, funding, training, and more. Welcome to the podcast, Mary, and thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Mary, can you tell us a bit about Charity Village, its mission, and the work that you do? Absolutely. So,
1: for about actually this year, 25 years, Charity Village has supported the human resources and recruitment needs of nonprofit professionals working in the sector, as well as charities and nonprofit organizations themselves. So over time, we've become a critical sort of knowledge hub for all things related to human resources and labor market information for the sector, exclusively serving the nonprofit and charitable sectors in Canada. In recent years, we've been evolving and adding to many of our services. So we're no longer just a job board, we provide many HR digital resources contributing to a sort of digital renaissance to support Virtual operations um, of nonprofit. So we really feel that we're very much part of a, an important and thriving sector in the nonprofit and charitable world, and uh, that's really our whole mandate is to support uh, the people and the organizations uh, that function and, and serve our communities.
0: Mary, can you tell us a bit about career trends in, in Canada's nonprofit sector? Um, how careers have changed over the years and, and how the sector has been impacted um, in terms of employment and volunteering because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So over the years, we saw the people within the sector staying put. I mean, uh, it, it typically attracts people who are extremely dedicated to having a career with impact. and um, And so there was a consistent aging in the demographic over the years. Um, We've seen an uptick in the younger generation showing much more interest in working in roles that have social impact and meaning to them, you know, things that were beyond uh, the bottom line and just working for a paycheck. So that's been a real trend that we've seen some increasing in the numbers of younger workers uh, looking for opportunities within the sector. We've also seen in the volunteer side, an increase in, you know, some people refer to it as microvolunteering or informal volunteering. So those might be a situation where smaller tasks are, uh, or certain kinds of projects are being done by people uh, to support organizations uh, that they feel passionate about, but it may not be an ongoing volunteering relationship in, in, in the sort of traditional sense. We've also seen an increase in, I would call it um, sort of people uh, embracing kind of community uh, helping. So, you know, delivering uh, meals and uh, other sorts of support to the elderly, for example, or people who have mobility issues, especially during the pandemic. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of stories about that as well. you know, overall, workers generally have wanted more flexibility in both their schedules and, and where they work, the location in which they work. Um, you know, the nonprofit sector, other than the frontline kind of roles delivering services, seem to offer that as uh, a bit more flexibility, especially in smaller organizations, about where and how people work. You know, that has been a trend for a long t- for I would say the last five or more years where uh, people wanting more flexible work hours and more, um, more flexible work generally. And, and really, um, with the pandemic, forcing uh, more organizations to really embrace remote work where possible. Um, and then the other thing that we've seen traditionally is uh, we can tell from our recent salary reports uh, and historically comparing them to previous reports that this really is a sector that uh, where it is a woman majority sector. Um, but unfortunately it 's still a sector where it 's not a majority women led sector, so most of the workers are women, but not all of the not the same proportion of leaders are women. Um, uh, we have seen an increase in the number of women led smaller organizations. So that may continue to evolve uh, to see more women, I guess, taking leadership roles in much larger organizations
0: in the years ahead. Mary, what would you say are some of the challenges of working in nonprofits, as well as some of the rewards?
1: Sure. So I think the challenges are pretty well known, Um, you know, in in large part, uh, nonprofit organizations, especially the large number of small nonprofit organizations and charities have limited resources and funds. You know, it's always a challenge to maintain donor engagement and consistent revenues that support the delivery of the services uh, that are part of their programming. Um, I think that comparatively to the for-profit sector, there is consistently being a lower pay. um, And, you know, there's a need for, uh, in many organizations, especially smaller ones, where people are required to wear many hats. Um and that can be a good thing, which is some of the rewards are that you can really gain from the additional sort of diverse experience professionally and and learning multiple skill sets, which is fabulous for professional development but can it can also cause you know a high burnout factor on for many people so I think that 's a challenge uh definitely as well. Um, I would say as well due to the um, lower resources in the nonprofit sector, there's also a significant lack of digital skills or there have been historically and uh, digital infrastructure where uh, as a consequence of just having less resources, uh, the rewards, I would say, um, and we see this across the board that, you know, the idea that you can spend every day doing impactful, meaningful work where um, uh, a person can see their own contribution in a cause that's personally gratifying and meaningful to them, um, you know, I think is, is something that uh, many people in the for-profit sector look to as uh, something that they they too would like to experience. So that's definitely a reward. Um, sometimes, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in the nonprofit sector, there is more informal or flexible work environments in many cases, especially in smaller organizations. For many people, the lifestyle may well be uh, something that is a, is a trade-off along with the emotional sort of um, feelings of uh, being purposeful that they gain from working in the nonprofit sector.
0: We've been talking a lot about um, diversity and inclusion in the nonprofit space. It's been, it's been an issue that's top of mind. Um, and though there's there 's still a lot of work to be done in this area we 've seen an encouraging shift happening where many nonprofits and for profit industries as well are becoming more aware of the need to acknowledge you know past shortcomings and build more diverse and inclusive teams um, within their organizations so Mary, why is this important, and are there any particular examples that you 've seen recently that stand out to you of, of things that organizations are doing well in this area
1: yeah, I think it's important to organizations and I think this is across the board from for profit to nonprofit as well that we reflect the true nature of society uh, in the makeup of our organizations and and we and how important that is in terms of being uh, targeted and uh, reflective in terms of the capacity to be able to give what uh, many of the uh, communities that we're trying to support need. Uh, there's, a, there's an empathy and an understanding that's inherent in having a diverse uh, workplace and workforce. Uh, who understand uh, the dynamics and the changing nature of uh, the society that we serve. So I think there's inherent benefits that's good for everyone to have a more diverse work environment. There's a greater interest, I think, in Canada that has been heightened recently in decolonization and issues around reconciliation with Indigenous peoples, greater attention to the unique challenges of uh, black-led or Black Indigenous or people of color uh, workers being heard and also uh, reflected in in the nonprofit sector and attracted to the sector as a place that uh, would be a meaningful, important place for them to spend their careers. So um, the other aspect, which I think goes more unnoticed, especially recently, has been the importance of uh, attracting and accommodating. Um, people with disabilities into the sector. Um, you know, I think that there's a heightened awareness in the nonprofit sector versus the for-profit because of the nature of the kind of work that the nonprofits do. But uh, the, I, the recent events that we've seen globally, but certainly in, uh, in North America, uh, have been uh, encouraging in the sense that we've seen a greater awareness Um, But, of course, there's continuing problems, and we have the hope that with the greater attention to these issues um, uh, that were especially evident during the pandemic, um, that we can sort of really transform it into meaningful action that can have ongoing uh, change uh, to support these mandates and and this desire to continue to evolve um, the way that we work and, and the organizations that um, that make up the nonprofit sector in Canada.
0: Does Charity Village have any resources for organizations who are looking to take action to improve or bolster their diversity and inclusion efforts within their organizations? Yeah, actually, we had just
1: published uh, or started publishing a five-part article series in Village Vibes with accompanying mm-hmm. webinar that we had on diversity, equity, and inclusion. It started in late. Uh, 2019 and continued into 2020. Um, So that's still available um, on our website. It can be searched and you can find those materials um, in our database. Uh, We've done lots of articles and a book review about a book that was recently released called Collecting Courage, which uh, features 14 Black Canadian fundraisers and leaders of nonprofit organizations across Canada. Um, so that's really um, some very inspiring stories and great resources as well. We've also been really busy uh, in production of adding to and enriching the e-learning courses that we offer on Charity Village, um, including one that we're hard at work on, on diversity, equity, inclusion, that's to launch in 2021. And, um, you know, we're often featuring podcasts. Uh, that focus on these issues quite a bit, especially in the last few years and certainly in 2020, as this be- had such heightened awareness that occurred um, over the past year, uh, especially uh, with the the kinds of issues and problems in our society that were um, revealed, really, by the impact of the pandemic. So I, I think that these, this is a heightened period and we're hoping that these kinds of resources can support people who want to make a change going forward into the future.
0: And finally, what can our listeners who are interested in working in the nonprofit sector do to get started? Whether they're just starting out in the workforce or making a career shift, what's your best advice for them? Well, first of all, I I think the
1: easy thing to do would be to to subscribe to our newsletter called Village Vibes uh, on our website. And, uh, you know, there's lots of... uh, a lot of resources that in our database uh, that talk a lot about the various opportunities and the kind of trends that are going on in working in the nonprofit sector. They could consider, uh, you know, enrolling in one of our e-learning courses. We've got lots on fundraising, grant seeking, running a board, how to manage and operate uh, nonprofit organizations, um, how to manage volunteering, Uh, Follow us on social media. Um, But really, I think for a lot of people, I think the best way to get started might be just just simply to volunteer and get some firsthand experience, you know, get their feet wet, um, to try and work with organizations that they feel passionate about. Uh, It's important to have that sort of work experience on your resume because that experience for you know, hiring managers or recruiters in the nonprofit sector really is very meaningful. Uh, you know, and and I think that there are so many ways to have an impact. That you know, starting with volunteering is an awesome way to really, um, really get your feet wet and understand the nature of how nonprofits work and the wonderful people that are in it, and to see whether you fit in the nonprofit sector and how uh, your career might develop over time.
0: Thank you so much, Mary. That's, that's really great advice. And I, I want to thank you for your time today. And thanks for coming on and talking about uh, an area that so many of our listeners are interested in.
1: Well, it's been my absolute pleasure. And
0: I, and I hope to uh, connect with you again. Thank you, Mary. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, you can stay up to date on our latest episodes of 15 Minutes to Change the World on Spotify, iTunes, and by visiting care.ca slash podcast.